But I would like to share with you something about hearing the voice of God. Oyama writes, hearing the voice of God. God speaks to us. In times like this, when there are so many voices trying to attract our attention and trying to let us follow exactly what they want us to do. Voices like, you are students, grown-up students, and therefore peer pressure voices from your co-students who try to pursue you to do exactly what they are doing. I know a lot of things that happened at the campus. But thanks be to God, you have chosen to set yourself aside. But still there is pressure. Am I right? Just to gradually follow the things they are doing. Scientifically, it will also be noted to you that you are aging. You are 19, 20, 20 something. And if you get to 30 and you are not able to catch someone to marry, by the age of 40, you won't get anyone to marry. So you try to push yourself on a man or a lady so that you'll be compelled after schooling that you'll be compelled to marry. All these are voices, social pressure, social media. The things we hear on the social media are trying to persuade us to do the things of the world. The world also is, the voices of the world is also calling us. The world has a system. If you talk about the world, the world has a system. The style of living. The world will say, you're a young lady, you need to do that, you need to do that, you need to do that. You need to get yourself involved in a lot of things which are uncalled for. These are voices. There was a time somebody even told me that uh, you are a pastor. Some of the pastors even get themselves involved in sexual. Why can't you also do it? I said, I don't have the strength. I don't have the energy to do that. And it doesn't even occur well as a pastor. If I try to have sex with all the young girls in my church, what will happen? I'm not Solomon. I don't have that strength. Solomon was strong enough to have been able to get about 700 married and 300 concubines. Solomon was a strong man. Even the one we have, we are struggling sexually. We are not able to satisfy our wives. I personally am not able to do it. Oh, you are laughing. It will come a time when you are legally married. When you were young, you fired. You fired. Every lady that will come your way, you fired. Treated and discharged. It will come a time when you are married. Your wife on the bed will give you a bumper reminder. That wake up. Don't sleep. It's time for work. Wake up. And because you are fired like a Tico engine, like a small 1.5 engine, you have used all your strength in firing. We're going to Kumasi. It's a marathon. To reach a time whereby when you are asked to fire, your rings are weak and your everything is weak and you can't fire. That's the time you'll be remembered. That was a, there was a day somebody reminded you that take your time. There's a day coming when you can fire in the morning, afternoon, evening, night, and midnight. There are voices calling on you to do all these things. 
The world is also has a style of calling upon us. The world has a system. Steady hard. I will give you a job. And after giving you a job, every job you do, you work from eight to five. And when you are supposed to be paid an amount of money, they will give you, they will take all the taxes from it and say they are, take, uh, they are keeping it for your social security in the near future. And when you are 60, 65, then they will say they have kept all the money for you. And at the end of your 65 years of working or 45 years of working, they will give you uh, a refrigerator, a chair, and a clock on the wall to watch until maybe you die or pass on. That's the wealth system. These are the voices calling on you as young ones and how to go about your life. Voices calling on you. Voices all over. How can we be able to distinctly distinguish between the voice of God and the voice of the world, the voice of carnality, the voice of our family, the voice of tradition, the voices all over. How can we be able to distinguish between the voices that are calling us and the voice of God? God speaks to us. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Can I have my phone so that I will be able to or you project it for me? Sorry, thank you, you have done it. God who at various times in the various ways spoke in time past to our fathers by the prophets, verse 2, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. Spoken to us by his son. Spoken to us by his son. Spoken to you specifically by his son. God is daily speaking to us. God is daily speaking to you and I by his son. For God so loved us that he is speaking to us daily by his son. Amen. Amen. God is speaking to us. God has been speaking to us. But how can we distinguish between the voice of God and the other voices that are leading us astray? How can we be able to know this is the voice of God leading us to the path of righteousness? David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not go. And the verse 3, the B part, he says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. How can we be led? How can we listen? How can we know that this is the distinct voice of God? And follow that voice and lead and live a life of righteousness. How can we know? Brethren, we are so much by us. We've been hearing the voice of God, but our minds are so much stick to the old star of God speaking to us. In the Old Testament, there was a way God spoke to Moses. We want it that way. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 2, when Moses had run away from Pharaoh and was, on, was doing his own thing, the Bible says, God spoke to Moses 
in a burning bush. Some of these experiences are so scary, are so fearful. And I believe many of us want a star. We want God to come with a tornado. We want God to come with a burning fire. We want God to come with a, a tsunami so that we will really be attentive to the voice of God. But brethren, it's so scary. It's so scary for God Almighty to come down, speak to you in a burning bush. Meanwhile, it is not burning. Fire. Another instance was that the children of Israel were bragging. We want to hear from God. Moses, you are pretending to be the only leader. You are bragging. You have been talking, talking, doing a whole lot of things. We want to specifically see God. The God who says he has sent you Moses to come and talk to us. They were insisting that we, they will hear directly from God. They will see God face to face. Face to face. So that they will believe Moses. And they will believe the utterances of God. They wanted to distinctly know the voice of God. So God told Moses, go and tell them. I'm ready for them. I'll meet them at Mount Sinai. But before they come, there are certain standards. On the mountain, they shouldn't come closer. And before they come, they should even cleanse themselves from every filthiness. And in Exodus chapter 19, it happened that God came down. And my people, it was a terrifying instance. The Bible says before God spoke, there was thunder. Hello? There was lightning. There was earthquake. And even the mountains, the mountain itself was shivering. Do we want to get to know God's voice through this way? Hello? I quite remember my mother who has passed on. Whenever there is rain and there is lightning, he will cover all the, the mirror in the bedroom with whatever and will go under the bed. If you, the mother, is going under the bed, then we, the children, what should we do? Hello? Why am I bringing this example? It's so terrifying. Have you ever come through an earthquake? Have you ever come through tender enlightening? One time I was at Canada. There was so much rain. There was tender enlightening. And there was a lightning that was able to... There was a road. A main road. It was able to cut the main road. Asphalt road into two. If the tender was able to cut a big road into two, what about a human being? Hello? It's so terrifying. It's so scary. For God himself to come down and speak to us. Do we want it that way? Hello? Is that the way we want? Do we want the old star of God coming face to face and talking to you? We can't stand it. We can't stand it. Let's also take some examples from the New Testament. There are a lot of examples in the Old Testament, like Nebuchadnezzar, a great king. God had to come down and speak to him several times in a dream. Terrifying dreams, scary dreams that he couldn't sleep. He had to wake up. Do we want God? Do we want to hear the voice of God that way? In the New Testament, we find our dear brother Paul. 
also who was trying to persecute the church. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 9 verse 6. Acts of the Apostles chapter 9. Acts of the Apostles chapter 9 verse 6. And so he trembling and astonished said, Who was trembling and astonished? Almighty Paul. A learned person like Paul. A great man like Paul. He had to be confronted with all these challenges. Trembling and astonished. If it were to be some of us, it would have been another thing. We will weary on ourselves and we will do a whole lot of unnecessary things. Paul had that encounter. Many of us want God to speak to us through this experience. But I personally do not like it this way. Hello? Paul was a special person who was persecuting God and therefore had to be confronted in this way. And Paul, in summing up, in trying to convince us about the best way, the book of Hebrews tries to sum up the better high priest, the better things, the better way, the best way in hearing from God what we need to do. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, Paul, in trying to tell us all the better high priests, the better things, the better way, we need to be able to to distinguish between the voice of God and the other voices. Paul tells us that the way he encountered God is so unpleasant. And therefore, we need to have that confrontation. We need to have that encounter. It is not pleasant. The pleasant way and the better way and the best way Paul presents to us that we now have a God who at various times in the various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets is now speaking to us. Is now speaking to us through his son. Amen. Amen. The verse 2 has in these last days spoken to rest by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he had made the worlds. Verse 3, who being the, esp- the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat at the right hand, of the majesty on high. Brethren, we need to get settled in our minds that now God is speaking to us. God has found a better means, not a scary way, a proper means of talking to us, speaking to us through his son. Let's all say his son. His son. The best means that God has come to is that now he find it convenient to speak through his son Jesus Christ Amen Amen Praise the Lord Hallelujah It should now be settled that God daily speaks to us through his son and how can we know that this is the distinct voice of God's son speaking to us. I believe it's settled in your mind. 
settled in your hearts that God says the best means for you to be able to hear the voice of he, the almighty one, is through his son and nobody else but only his son. Amen. Now let's find out how his son speaks to us. How daily his son speaks to us. Through what? Through the social media or through what? How does the son speak to us? In Revelation, it's so often repeated in Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. Revelation chapter 2 verse 11. Revelation chapter 2 verse 17. Revelation chapter 2 verse 29. Revelation chapter 3 verse 6. Revelation chapter 3 verse 13. And Revelation chapter 3 verse 22. He says, He that has an ear, he that has an ear, let him listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. God has a way of speaking through his Son daily to you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Coming from God's Son, Jesus Christ, unto us. Daily he speaks unto us. It's a daily affair. Church or brethren, it's a daily affair. Brothers and sisters, you are my brothers or my sisters. It's a daily affair. He speaks to us daily. How do we know that he speaks to us? How can we know that he daily speaks to us? And where can we find? How can we find? How can we distinct or distinguish that this is the voice of our Lord speaking to me today? What has God got for me today through his son? How and when and where? Amen. He that has an ear, I know all of you have ears. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto mankind. The Spirit of God speaks to us. Brethren, I am here to remind you that the only person who can lead you to your destiny, the only person who can lead you to where you are supposed to be, the only person who can lead you and lead you out is God and He, God alone. He created you in His likeness. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, 28, it distinctly tells us that God, when created us in His image and in His likeness, He wanted us to function like Him. And He put in us something that all of us need. You owe us. I am here to remind you that you owe us something. When we are in economic recession, you are the one who is causing. You are the one. We owe you owe us. When there is any deficiency in life, you owe us. You are the one who is possessing it. Only you haven't allowed yourself to be directed by God to be able to come out with a solution for all of us. The Bible says God created in every seed, in every person, a seed bearing fruit. 
you need to be fruitful. In you, you need to be productive. In you, you need to be able to bear fruit that all of us will be able to enjoy. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. What is Paul trying to tell us? In every one of you is a potential. In every one of you is a God-given gift. Hello? In you is a God-given gift. God has given you a gift. It's good to school. It's good to learn. It's good to be educated. It's very good. In a way, you are polishing your gift. But I'd like to remind you that it is your gift, not your education. I know some, some professors, some professors that are learned, but they are poor. Oh, have I offended you? Hello? I know some professors, some learned men, but they are poor. And I know some people who just relied on their gifts and they are rich. Can I give you some examples? Did you ever take your time to know Michael Jackson very well? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson lived by his gifts. When Michael Jackson was interviewed, that Michael Jackson, how do you love your song? You love music. He said, I don't love music. I am music. When you talk about Michael Jordan, what comes into your mind? Hello? Michael Jordan, what comes into your mind? Basketball. Football. Pele. We are supposed to live by our God-given gifts. What am I trying to say? Within every one of you, it's your God-given gift. It's your God-given potential. And God was giving you that potential or that gift. He has given you that ability also to be able to hear and to know from him where exactly and how exactly you'll be able to make it. In every person on this earth has got a means, the tape recorder or whatever, in every human being or in every phone, you can have the, is it airport or whatever? Airport, you can just see it. You put the airport here. Is it airport, eh? You can hear everything. What am I trying to say? The Bluetooth and all those things. Within us, God has placed a means we can be able to hear from him directly and not be misled by any other thing. God has placed in you an amplifier, uh, an airport or whatever, or whatever speaker or anything. You, that, a means you'll be able to hear from him. What is that means? How can we hear distinctly from God? Hello? We can do that for time's sake in our spirit. In Isaiah 55 verse 9, in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10, he says, let's read the Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10. For this is the new covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. 
after those days when I spoke and they were not hearing me, after those days that they were stiff-necked people, if I tell them to go straight, then they will be mingling and going round and round. If I tell them they are giants, they will say they are like grasshoppers. The times I was struggling to let Israel obey the way to lead. Make the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their... Hello? This is the new way. I will put my laws... I will put my laws in where? In their mind. And write them on their... So now the laws are in your mind. And in your hearts. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. The written laws, the sins, the directions, the things God wants you to know, the places God wants you to go and to do everything are clearly written on your minds and on your hearts. So there is a place for you to meet God for a direction. These are some of the th strategies that the business people, they always meet Monday morning and plan. Remind themselves that these are the things we are doing. That was exactly what Jesus Christ did. That is the essence of studying your Bible. That is the essence of daily praying. Reading, reminding yourself of the things, of the will of God, of the heart of God, of the intent and purposes of God. He says, yes, now put them in your minds. They are not far-fetched. They are not in that church. They are not anywhere. They are within you. Say they are within me. They are within me. The trouble is that we do not have time to meet with God. For him to remind us. We do not have time to read the word of God. We do not have time to meet him. To distinctly distinguish between the voice of people, the voice of the world, and the voice of God. There's a place to meet. There it is you and you alone. You and your God. So that you'll be able to differentiate between what the world is saying and what God is distinctly and directly telling you to do. We don't have any excuse that we can't hear from God. We are confused. You shouldn't be confused. You are confused simply because you do not have time to stay in the presence of God. You do not have time to be where God wants you to be so that he can speak to you and to speak to you alone so that you will know that you and God had an encounter and God was able to explain to you what exactly he wanted you to know. Don't be confused. The confusion comes from you and not from God. Let me conclude by turning to the book of John, chapter 5. The book of John, chapter 5. The book of John, verse 5, 6. No, before we come, say it. Before we come to that, we see we are used to the kind of violence and God talking and tender and those kind of spectacular way of God hearing the voice of God. 
But God told Elijah, do you remember the story of Elijah? In 1 Kings chapter 19, I think verse 11 or verse 12, when Elijah was furious with God, wanted him to speak, wanted him to act on his behalf in the way and in the star that Elijah wanted. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. This is what we want. Hello? Before every morning God will speak to you, we want this building to shake. Our bedrooms to shake. Our beds, wherever we want, we want some shaking before we understand. Or before we really pay heed and get to know that this is the voice of the Lord. But the Lord says, that star is too expensive. It's too expensive. The rocks broke into pieces. Rocks breaking into pieces. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. An earthquake. Hello. I think we are all conversant with the news of what happened in Turkey. Do we want that to happen? Hello. We want that to happen for us to know that God is speaking to us. That the way you are going is wrong. I don't like that way. It was until God spoke to Elijah in a small, still voice. Let's all say small, still voice. You want an earthquake voice? You want a shaking voice? I'm not fat. If God shakes me before he speaks to me, my joints will go off. Maybe you are better than me. But I don't like it that way. Hello? I want a simple, still, small voice that says, My daughter, my son, this is the way. The way you are going about things is not good. Do it this way. Do it that way. Don't befriend that person. He's leading you astray. He do this. He do that. Hello. Small, still voice. Back to John chapter 5. Then we conclude. John chapter 5. That's what exactly Jesus had been doing. When Jesus Christ was on this earth, the Bible tells us daily he went to God, to his father in prayer. If Jesus when Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Son of God, went to God every morning in prayer. Who are you? Hello? Who are you? You don't have time to pray. The Bible says he woke up early in the morning to seek the face of God, to be able to listen distinctly the voice of God before there will be all the noises, the voices from the cars passing by your window, from the other people rushing to lecture. All these things. He went early and sought the voice of God for him to direct him. Today, my dear son, don't move with those ladies. Don't move with those friends. Don't enter into that vehicle. Specific instructions. Hello? Jesus, when he had been able to heal somebody, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees asked him, they were angry that he had done that. 
The Bible says he told them point blank. What I see my father doing is what exactly I'm also what. Hello. What I see my father doing. I've gone to my father in prayers. I've gone to declare the intentions and the purposes of my father for the day. My father has directed me that when I move, because he's a God of healing, if I see a leper, what should I do? I should see a person, a person who has risen and is walking. That is what I see. My father, I've already had a lengthy discussion with my father of the things I need to do. So it wasn't strange. Jesus knew what exactly to do, what exactly to say at every given time. That is how to hear the voice of God within his mind. We are created in the image of God. Image is imaginary things. Image is thoughts put in a picture form. So God has declared, the Father has declared unto him that today you will see a young man who didn't sleep yesterday and is dozing. Tell him, rise up and walk. You will see specific details of everything that you need to do during the day. That is hearing the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God within you. Not necessarily hearing a loudspeaker or something. God has dealt away with that star. The modern day star of God speaking to you and to me. It's dealing distinctly within our minds and our hearts. He that has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit of God is telling him. It takes an individual encounter with God. Therefore, your minds and your hearts fill your minds with the things and the sayings of God. Fill your mind not with wickedness. In, a, in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, the Bible tells us there was a time when the hearts of mankind were filled with wickedness. And I believe for you to be able to hear the distinct voice of God, fill your minds. God will use your mind and your heart for you to be able to know his distinct voice and will be able to tell you that today, my son, my daughter, go this way. Amen.